morning, saints. Good morning, man. Good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. I'm just thankful that I'm here, and then I woke up as I usually do. I stick on my worship music, and I just start getting my mind in God and getting ready. And man, I felt the Holy Ghost just strong. Amen. <laughs> Always think about it. Rich just looks at me. He knows. He knows when God starts, you know, getting a hold of me and talking to me because I just. Really a cry baby. <laughs> I just cry. But I'm just thankful and uh, I'm thankful to see each and every one of you here. Amen. That tells me that you answered the Lord's call this morning. Yeah. Let's worship him this morning. Let's just have a good time in the Lord.
song, uh, I'm reminded of something uh, Brother Craig told Brother, Brother Rich and I. He was talking about praying for patience. He said, you better be, be careful what you ask the Lord. Yep, he'll do it. 2.48 in your hymnals.
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. print wasn't so small. <laughs> I guess I'm still in uh, denial here. Yeah. <laughs> have to get me a larger print, I guess. And I don't know if the pulpit can hold the Bible that big. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, I'm just... Overwhelmed with the presence of God. Amen. And he never, he never lets us down when we come into his house. He never lets us down. He always, if that's anything that he's doing, he's keeping his promise with us. By being here in our midst. Amen. Amen. And I want to honor him this morning. Praise God. Without God, we are nothing. That's right. Amen. Without God, we are nobody. Right. That's right. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I know there's more that we can we, we can immerse ourselves into. I just feel like uh, I feel in my spirit sometimes we just touch the tip of the iceberg. Especially moments like this, I believe that the Lord just wants to you know, wants us to go on and reach that point in, in His presence that we need to with our praise and worship. That's why we should always amen, have a heart to love Him, to adore Him. This is nothing like it. Can you imagine, I was thinking about that song when we were singing it, could you imagine what led David just to dance before the Lord right. the way he did? Right. Yep. Oh, obviously, he his heart was was united with yes. the Lord, and obviously, yes. he realized just the blessing it was to have, yes. Amen, the Ark of the Covenant back in its rightful place, and yes. and what it what it meant to Israel, what it meant to them. 
Amen. Having that, you know, that symbol of God's authority and power back in the place where it should be, where it needs to be. That was worth something celebrating about. So I was thinking about that. I was just imagining David just really right. dancing. <laughs> Praise God. Not having a care in the world and just thankful to the Lord for what he was accomplishing for, for them, for the people of Israel. Hallelujah. I hope we could I hope we could come to that place where we can get lost in that kind of worshiping. Praise and without worrying about the time and all the other things that just seem to come along and want to even get in our way. Get in our way. There's a few of us here this morning. Uh, our sale yesterday we profited four hundred and sixty-five dollars. Wow. Wow. <clears throat> we, we actually got rid of a lot of things out there in the storage as far as the tables and chairs. Of course, the rest of it was tossing out. I said, I'm not taking it back in. But we did get rid of a lot of stuff. I hate to say it that way. We got we sold a lot of things. Amen. And just a few more things left in there, but that made a big difference. I mean, we walked in there yesterday morning. It was like, wow. <laughs> Amen. And, um, but we did. So thank you, everybody, that was able to help. I understand some of you couldn't help. That's fine. But those of you that able were able to help, thank you for all your help and everything and doing everything. So we got, we got, uh, like I said, we got rid of a lot of stuff. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And we're able to witness to some people as all the toys we got rid of. Man, I tell you what. We got rid of a lot of stuff. Praise God. That was good. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. And this morning, uh, we are going to have both Sunday school classes. So uh, I haven't uh, finished the schedule yet, but there will be a schedule for the Sunday school classes, and we're going to alternate as far as teachers are concerned so nobody gets too uh, overwhelmed and burdened with the responsibility of teaching Sunday school. Amen. And I'll have that ready by next Sunday. So, amen. But we will. We'll just go ahead and we'll dismiss. Uh, the other thing is please, we don't want anybody that don't, that doesn't need to be in the Sunday school classes, stay out of there. The only ones that should be in there are the ones that are helping. If they need help, the, one, the teachers know who are their helpers. The only ones that should be in there are them. Parents, you need to stay out of the way. Stay out of the Sunday school class. Not unless you got a young one that you need to take into the nursery. But please stay out of there. And please don't interfere in the, in the teaching. And, and, and all that. Just stay out of there. Praise God. So, amen. You're dismissed. Look, those of you that are going to be in adult classes, stay in uh, Everybody knows the age limits that's supposed to be in the, in the adolescent one. 9 to 15. Okay. Amen. I tell you what, I've just been, uh, I've just been 
uh, how would I say, the burden that's been laid upon me. <laughs> the burden that's been laid upon me. It's so, uh, you know, I, I know this, the Lord, His intentions are to minister to us and to help us to come to an understanding and uh, everything about our relationship with Him and, and even building upon that. And the end result is, is that you and I can walk, walk, experiencing full salvation because that's what we need to experience. We can close those doors if you want to. There'll be too much interference going on in there. So, But to experience full salvation, full salvation, yeah. and to be in that, to be in that uh, condition, man, definitely Makes a makes a big difference for you and I, and to understand what that is, and to understand why and why it is we can experience something like that, which I believe each and every one of us can, but we need to pay attention to everything that the Word of God brings to us, and, and whatever insight or whatever information comes our way, and to take note of that. And, and always remember this, it's never a suggestion. It could be, but it's not. Obviously the Lord wants, it, wants us to hear it so we can respond to it, take it, and obviously put it to work in our lives so that we can, amen, experience what it is, the, the experience He wants us to have as far as our our walk with Him, our salvation, and the way we are as far as in our mind, in our spirit, in our body. Those three things are related. Did you realize that? You go, you go in the medical field, and they'll tell you, psychology, they'll tell you that the way your mind is and the way your mind operates, that if you have some... Uh, challenges, if you're challenged with certain things that are, you know, uh, op depression and oppression and negative uh, thoughts and all of this, did you know this? It affects your body. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It affects everything about your being. Mm -hmm. and, and, it, and it causes you to be in that state. People don't realize that. They wonder, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel, you know, but obviously because there's something going on we never realize it we never really understand that it's it's not just you know something that we could uh you know relegate to our emotions or whatever it is we're going through and say oh that's all it is it's more than that usually it's deeper than that but so in order for us to be able to experience what it is to to understand and uh, i want to talk to you this morning about a topic and uh, I want to see the response everybody has and see how they think about it or, uh, what where their minds will take them but this morning I want to talk to you about everybody paying attention yes. Yes. okay okay I want to talk to you about true love yeah. Amen. <laughs> true love. Mm -hmm. 
And, and I guarantee you this, all your minds are going different directions. The way your mind wants to take you, take you, and what you want to think about the topic, true love, what that really is. Amen. <laughs> because sometimes we're not really thinking with our mind. Maybe we are, that's part of it. But we're not really thinking with it attached to our heart. It's the reason why I say that. Pay attention, everybody. I'm going to be saying that throughout this whole thing because I want you to get this. Pay attention. A lot of times we don't think with our heart. We think with our desire. We think with what the flesh is pressing upon us. So when I say true love, some of you probably right away, boom, there was this big picture. And it involved your carnal desire. Not your spiritual. So when we talk about true love, we talk about that. I talk about that in that sense. When the Bible talks about the deep things of God, the deep things of God. Because what we understand as far as love, and, and I'm going to give you a scripture verse so we can get started, and then we'll go from there. And hopefully I can stay within the time limit that we have this morning because there's so much about this topic that has to be addressed. I believe that. Yep. I wonder if the Lord, and the way I was, the Lord was talking to me this morning that, I was wondering if the Lord was taking me along a lot of different people and what they're going through right now. Because there were so many different things that I was given and I thought, wow, this is, this is almost like, a, you know, just a whole array of things. From one end of the spectrum to the other. And I was thinking, Lord Jesus. Mark chapter 12, if you want to go there. If you, if you paid attention last Friday, this is part of some, some of the scripture verses that Brother Rich used. And uh, I enjoyed that, by the way. Amen. Amen. It's always good just to come together to hear the word. To be ministered to. And Mark chapter 12. We'll start with verse number 29. And I'll let you get there and I'll wet my whistle. Oh, man, I tell you what. Jesus answered him. Well, let's, let's back up a little bit. Verse 28. I, I just don't want to read it out of context. And one of the scribes came and having heard them reasoning together. Seems like that's always a reaction. Yep. Whenever it comes to the word of God, somehow try to reason with it. Yeah. <laughs> Reason. How can we reason? Lord, how can I reason? How can you and I reason together? Mm -hmm. To me, that speaks of somebody not wanting to totally submit and be obedient. And he says, and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? Which is the first commandment of all? What is the greatest commandment? 
what is the greatest commandment? Now you gotta, you have to understand when you realize this, and of course, all the, in the Word of God, it's kind of amazing because when you study about the law and the commandments, and every every Jew knows this, they'll tell you if you ask them how many laws there are, how many commandments, you know what they're going to tell you? They're going to tell you six hundred and thirteen of them. That's how precise they are about the Word of God. 613 commandments. That's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I, always, I always think about when we come together for a youth group and we're trying to... Sister Dean and Brother Dan are always working on the Ten Commandments with us. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Let's go for 613. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then we struggle with the, with the ten that we, we're trying to put in order here. And we go, wow, and, and, and the answer is, oh man, I don't know about that. So how, how could we be able to address 613 commandments? Wow. You have to have a, you have to be very well familiar and informed. And the degree and the place of every commandment. Can you imagine that? And so here was asked a question, what is the greatest? What is the greatest of all these commandments? And so Jesus answered him, verse 28, the first of all the commandments is, is here. O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. That's the first one. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart with all your heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength this is the first commandment and the second is like namely this thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself there is none other commandment greater than these so all the others, if we keep these two commandments, if we apply these two commandments, if we obey them, here's the thing, these are the two greatest commandments, but all the others will come as a result of us keeping these two commandments. So, so think about this now. Think about this. The first thing that he talked about here in these commandments, he mentions here in verse number... 30, he says, love. Love. So here's a question. How many of you really understand what love is? <laughs> what love is? What true love is? True love. True love. Man. Now you think about it. Of course, we we uh, we all may have our ideas, and uh, but is it really what true love is? You go to First John chapter three and verse number one. It says, "Behold, what manner of love." the Father hath bestowed upon us 
what manner of love? Thank God for His love. Yes. You know, I know that every person that receives the Holy Ghost, and you all talk about our experiences, our first experience of the Holy Ghost moving in our lives, and especially coming to the point of us receiving the Holy Ghost. And God just poured out His Spirit and filled us with the Holy Ghost. Of course, some something supernatural took place. Something extraordinary. God filled us with His Spirit. And guess what? We experienced His love because that's the ultimate, amen, uh, experience of God's love is receiving the Holy Ghost. Because He died so that you and I could receive the Holy Ghost. So John is speaking about it. Behold, in what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. So we experience that love. I always remember the when I received the Holy Ghost, I mean I tell you what, it just that was a totally an experience I've never felt before in my life, haven't since the day I received it. Nothing has touched me more deeply than the love I felt when I received the Holy Ghost. Just so overwhelmed. Do nothing but cry. Yeah. Not a sad cry. A happy cry. Yes. Yeah. It was just like, woo! I was just amazed. Yes. I mean, where, and, and the first thing in my mind was, where have I been all my life? Yes. Amen. That I have never felt like this before. And, 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 you know, we always use that example. We always say, walking on cloud nine. That's the way it was. I was walking on cloud nine because I never felt this before. I never felt this refreshing. I never felt this peace. I never felt this joy. I never felt this love. I never felt being so loved. And it was just like, went home and I just couldn't get it off. It was just so permeated in my mind. I just couldn't get rid of it. And it was just like, you know, just I was just so dazed. And so I had a, it drove me to going back into the, in, into our closet and praying. I was asking, I told my wife, I said, I'm going to go see if I still got the Holy Ghost. It didn't take me long. <laughs> right. Got, and just started loving him. All of a sudden, woo! Right. Did you hear me? Yep. Right. I started loving him. Yep. Yes. Absolutely. Because that's what the Holy Ghost will do to us. Yeah, that's right. Are you paying attention? Yeah. Pay attention now. Yeah. Pay attention. Don't be talking. And uh, so you see, in, in Romans 5, 8, you read this, but God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So I'm just using these scriptures to prove to you, to show you how much God really did and how much God really does love us. Because while we were yet sinners, he died for us. He died for us, as I was speaking about intervention the other day. I'm glad he intervened in my life, because I certainly wasn't looking for him. But somehow, he sought me out. (laughs) He sought me out, and he brought me out. Can you think about this now? Here's, Here's 
what I call true love, and here's what I call deep love. Because we never really think about this part of it. We never really think about this part of it. And, and I know we're all grateful. I know, I know we all love God for what he's done in our lives and everything. But here's the thing. Can you imagine this? Way before we were even born, way before we were even thought of, if we were thought of, I, I, we don't know if we were thought of in our parents' minds. <laughs> the only person we were thought of was God. Way before we were born. Can you imagine that? Every one of you. Way before we were even born. I was a way before you were born. God thought of you. God thought of all of us. How do I know? Well, the Bible says so. Jeremiah 31.3 says, The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Drawn thee. What makes you come back to the house of God? Some of you might answer because my parents told me to come. <laughs> Can you feel the love of God? Yes. Can you love, feel the love of God in your life? Can you feel the love of God working and moving in your life? Can you feel something that is just... And as he says, drawing, drawing, drawing us. Loving kindness have I drawn thee. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Pay attention. Loving kindness. Man, what, what a combination of words. Right. Loving right. kindness. Right. You know what my wife's favorite song is? I should have sang that for you this morning. Speaking about this, I could never outlove the Lord. Right. None of us could never outlove him. Think about that. And what we're what we're we're experiencing right now, as far as His presence, we can feel the love of God. Guess what? Let me tell you something. There's more of that to come. Yeah. We can experience more of that. But none of us could never outlove Him. Because if we think we can outlove Him, we're fooling ourselves. We can't. His love is so great. And and you think about it, you wonder why. You wonder why uh, the Apostle Paul said this. Go with me to Ephesians. I'm interfering in my. Bible study, I'm taking a, a detour, but we're going to do it for, for your sake. But go with me to Ephesians, amen, chapter uh, chapter 2, I believe it is. Ephesians chapter 2, and look what he says here. Amen. Um, uh, uh, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, excuse me, uh, Ephesians chapter 3. It says this, it says, it says that Christ, in verse number 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love. Wow. Beautiful. That's to each and every one of us. Being rooted and grounded in love. How many of you are rooted and grounded in love? Yeah. So he says, being rooted and grounded in love 
may be able to comprehend with all saints so that we can comprehend we can come to this understanding my how many of you are even a quarter of the way there <laughs> there's so much to this are able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Why am I saying this? Because it's really important for you to understand this. When we talk about love, true love, I'm, I'm highlighting all these particular passages of scriptures for a purpose, for a reason. Okay? So when we can come to that place when we are experiencing what it is uh, when we talk about love, true love, and where, what, what the source of it is. Let's not forget where the source of love comes from. Amen. So because of that love, this is what happens to us. This is what you and I experience. We're moved by that love. How many of you are moved by God's love? I could go so far as saying this, we're wooed by it. Love is beautiful. Love is meant to be beautiful. So, so when that happens to us, and, get, and, and you know, we talk about love in a different sense, and when we're moved by somebody that we're really, you know, our eyes are fixated on that person. You know what I'm talking about, all you couples, all you men and women. You look at somebody and you go, ooh, man. <laughs> Problem is, we don't really look with deep love. We just, that person's well-built, or if they're handsome, if they're beautiful. That's what we look at, and we go, wow. And we don't really realize, hey, you're just looking at the surface. You're not looking what's inside. <laughs> because obviously that person might be beautiful and handsome, but man. I used to tell my girls that. I said, don't look at every per every young man that comes along your path, even though they're handsome. I said, they could be as handsome as Clark Gable, but they could be full of the devil. Yes. Right. Amen. Amen. That's the truth. That's the truth. Yeah. Amen. Right. Even, even women. Like a Barbie doll. Right. And just as plastic. Looks so pretty and well proportioned, but if they don't have that. That's right. I don't even call that love. Okay. Am I getting? Am I making my point? Yes. There, there's so much about this. Okay. Uh, listen to this. And this is taken from 
an essay, and, and all of you that have ever taken couples group, yeah. you should know this. If you remember, if you read it, yeah. it says, much has been said about love. And if you look at our society today, you would discover that most of the things written and expressed about love are inaccurate, misleading, and even mocking. Our modern society in general can be cruel and heartless toward real virtue of any kind. That's right. In the most popular venues, television, music, entertainment, etc., love is seldom dealt with in, an, in any degree of sincerity or truth. Amen. Modern humor mocks the institution of marriage. Yep. Right. What it truly means to be husbands and wives right. then glorifies every conceivable breach of virtue such as sexual immorality, profane, and obscene values. Yes. So most people never understand the true potential or value of love. That's why I, I, I felt impressed about this this morning. Most people never understand the true potential or value of love. Yep. Pay attention. Nor do they ever experience the benefits of it. It is usually very poorly defined. It is. Yep. People think they're, they are in love, yet they cannot explain or define it. That's right. <laughs> There's a great deal of confusion and cross-referencing of the terms love, romance, mm -hmm. listen to this, infatuation, right. affection, yep. tenderness, and so forth. Love may include romance, infatuation, affection, and tenderness, but even if these elements are not present, it could still be love. A lot of people will tell you that they are in love or that they have been in love, but there is a huge difference between one person's definition of love and another. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. So think about that. Why is that so important to us? I'm going to tell you something. I, I, I know this by experience. That's why I'm telling you. I'm not saying something I don't know of. I'm telling you what has drawn me all these years and still does. The love of God. Amen. Shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost that is given to us. Amen. Pay attention. Because if you walk in the Spirit, the Holy Ghost is going to lead you and direct you and help you to understand what that love really is. Amen. So because of that, that's why people have a difficult time. Because they obviously don't realize that you need the Holy Ghost to be able to understand what real love is. Yep. True love. Because obviously love has come from God. That's the source of it. The Bible says God is love. So in order for us to be able to exceed 
and be successful in our experience with love, we need to understand. We need to understand God's love, His love for us. And when we come to that point of realizing what it is when we can do that and we can experience that love. That's what happened to me the day I got the Holy Ghost. I was just so overwhelmed with it. I was just so mesmerized. I was touched by it. Guess what? Uh, I, I found something I never was even looking for myself, but this thing was totally a lot more better than anything I've ever experienced. Amen. So as a result, guess what? That love began to draw me to Him. Amen. My. You know, I always mention it. I still feel that way. It's only because I love the Lord. But with Him, and only with Him, am I naive. You understand what I'm saying? Because you know what? His love is true. <laughs> and so everything that he ministers to me through his spirit and, and through the word and through love and through faith, all these things, guess what? I believe what he's telling me because he's the truth. So because of that, I become so naive. I open myself up to him. I open up everything to him, and I know that, you know what, here's the thing about God's love. You will never, ever get hurt by it. Amen. That's right. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Am I making sense? Yes. Yes. So here's the thing. We, 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 we will never fully comprehend it unless we really pay attention. Because without really loving God, all these other areas of your life that love will abound in, you will never experience the full effect yep. of that love in any relationship you have. Amen. That's right. That's true. We talked about defining love, and uh, we talked about the word agape. Agape is a love that is independent of one's feelings for another. It says, to act on behalf of the well-being of someone else, whether you like that person or not. Amen. Agape love. That's a deep love. It's not a conditional love. Yeah. It's a deep love. Amen. When you can love a person that, hey, doesn't love you. Yeah. Yeah. That's agape love. Okay, deep love. Eros, the love between a man and woman which includes sexual love. One is preoccupied with thoughts about the person and longing to be with the person. Storge, the kind of love found in affection between parents and their children. Philia is the kind of love that exists between friends. So we have all these different types of love. But guess what? What I'm telling you right now, I want you to understand. You will not be successful and you will not be rewarded with the full meaning of these relationships, these different types of love, unless you understand the love of God. Amen. Amen. Unless the love of God is abounding in you, all these other types of loves, guess what? The relationship or the interaction of these loves will not be full, will not be complete. I'm only saying it so you can understand. Are you yeah. understand what I'm saying? Yeah. 
So you think about this. Now, now here's the thing. When we talk about true love, and when true love comes in, you know, true love came into my heart. Amen. A long time ago. <laughs> when I received the Holy Ghost. Came into my heart. So man, boom, I was smitten. Didn't know that a person could have that meaningful of a relationship. Deep. Beautiful. A love that just totally eradicates every... Here's the thing. I know some of you battle with certain things in your past and certain things that you've gone through. It just seems like the human mind always tends to let these things stay there and of course bad memories we all deal with that guess what god's love will help you to overcome all of that and god's love will help you to understand what real love and affection is so you can be able to conquer whatever it is whatever fear whatever bitterness yep whatever trauma yep Amen. Why? Because the Bible says true love casts out fear. Yes. Amen. And so when we get a good dose of that, you get a good dose of that. When you taste something that is good and satisfying, I have to laugh at my little grandson, Silas. Boy, he he he, he knows his his sippy cup. It's got water in it. Most of the times, water, whatever juice Cajun puts in it. But <clears throat> he's thirsty. He'll grab that thing, and he really chugs that thing down. He, mm, you can tell he likes it because he's really working on it. He don't stop until, Amen. His Valley is full, his thirst is quenched, but when he just does, <laughs> and, and see, that's what you and I can experience when we take that drink of God's love. We can, we can experience satisfaction, we can be content, and, and as a result of us experiencing that, see, that's what the Holy Ghost does for us. If you've tasted of the Holy Ghost and it, it does that to you, it affects you in that sense where you guess what? You want to, you want more of that. You want to experience more of that love. That's that good feeling you and I have. It's always good that you know somebody loves you. Amen. Amen. That's what keeps it. I think that's what keeps all of this going. Yes. Amen. Amen. That's right. So, so when we experience that, when we experience it, it does something to us. It motivates us. This is this is what I'm saying. This, this is what true love will do to you. Because I'm I'm saying this because I want you to properly, properly define, be able to define what true love is and what isn't true love, in the light of God's word. When we experience this, what true love does to to you, it will motivate you to do something you've never done before in right. your life. Yes. Not anything bad, right. but good. Mm-hmm. Because you're drawn by it, it will put you in that place, yeah. and you'll respond to it. So, 
as Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5.14, for the love of Christ constraineth us. It constrains us. Yeah. Puts us in check. Because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. Huh? The Lord loved us so much. Of course, we read that in the Gospels. We, so many people read that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him will not perish but have amen, everlasting life. Life everlasting. We know that God did that for you and I. And of course, another beautiful passage of scripture about God's love is John 13. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man laid down his life for his friends. Amen. Amen. He laid down his life for you and I. Yes. Here's, here's reality, here's truth. We were all headed to a devil's hell because of our actions, because of our sin. But Jesus took that judgment upon himself and he offered himself as a sacrifice. He gave his life so you and I do not have to go to a devil's hell. Amen. We don't have to suffer physical death. We don't have to suffer spiritual death anymore. And certainly we don't have to suffer the second death anymore. Amen. Why? Because he gave his life for us. Yes. He died so that we can be able to experience that. Amen. So because we realize that, guess what? If you really sit back and really think about it, guess what? God wants you to be happy for eternity. Yes. Amen. He wants you to experience life for eternity. So he took that upon himself to do that. He died for us. So because he did that, the love of God constrains us. Hey, we were given an opportunity. Right. All of us were headed the wrong direction yeah. Yeah. in our sin. And we were given the opportunity. The opportunity. The gospel came. Mm -hmm. yes. And we heard it. And it was preached to us. The truth was preached to us. Somehow, through all this mess, through all this all this mess of religion, somehow, think about this, somehow you were in that place where the gospel came to you in its entirety. Yep. Wow. Through all the deceit, through all the yep. false doctrine, Amen. somehow the gospel came to us, we heard it, and woo, here we are. Amen. So we've had that moment, we've had that opportunity. So let's let the love of God constrain us. Man, you think about it. Amen. Amen. There's so much about this. I just, I, I, I need to, uh, okay. true love, true love. Everybody say true love. True love. True love. This is what true love is. True love. 
you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We've probably read this a number of times. Hopefully understanding what it's what it's saying and true love. Take the love test. Yes. <laughs> you want to know what true love is? Take the love test. Then you know if you're you're abiding in true love. This is the love test. Verse number four, it says, charity. Well, let's back up a little bit. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, in verse number one, and have not charity, which, of course, is love, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling symbol. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profited me nothing. I can't do all that is nothing to me without love. It says, charity suffereth long. True love suffers long. Yeah. And that means is to be long-spirited. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Forbearing. Somebody mentioned the word patient. patient. <laughs> yeah. You think about that. But that's what true love does. Suffers long and is kind. Think about that. Kind. It's kind of somehow when you look at that word in the Greek and it says to act benevolently. To show oneself useful. To be kind. It's amazing. And charity envieth not. Does it envy? It's not moved with envy or to be jealous over. Here's the thing about love. If you have that love in your heart, you're not going to envy. Amen. Huh? Mm, yes. You're not going to be jealous. Yes. Why is it, you know, yeah, there's a certain extent of jealousy we should have but not to the point where it just totally destroys. Yeah. Huh? Amen. That's something about relationships. I'll stop for a moment here just, just to say this. That's something about relationships. Why is it? And I've seen this in so many times and in, 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 in talking to people, talking to couples. Why is it that Amen. And usually it's, it's the male person that always does it. I'm saying that because this is an observance I've made. Larger percentage is the male person that always does it. They always want to harp on their wife. Yep. They always want to bring out the bad things about her. Man. That's true. 
I'm just sharing you what I've heard over the years. I'm not going to tell you names. I'm just telling you what I've heard. Amen. They always want to talk bad about them, like they're their enemy. Amen. And you, you see that in a small percentage, yes, there's women that do that to their husbands too. So it's both sides. Yes. They'll talk up and down. They'll pick up all the negative and they'll just magnify it, harp on it. It's like beating a dead horse. And, and when I hear that, and I, and, I, and I let them say their piece, and I get done, and I say, you know what? I said, do you love your wife? Do you love your husband? Do you love her? Because that doesn't sound like love to me. That sounds like hate. Amen. So you think about that. Love is kind. Charity envieth not, not moved with envy, jealousy. Mm -hmm. Charity vaunteth it not itself. Now here's a, here's a problem that everybody has a hard time interpreting or understanding. But it says vaunteth not itself. Love is selfless. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times it's hard for us, human nature, is we want to somehow dominate our will above others. And everything about ourselves, guess what? Vaunteth not itself. Here's the thing about true love. You're not going to, if, if it's love, if love is directing you, this love you're not going to just be thinking about it. And if you're in a relationship, you're not just going to be thinking about yourself. You're going to be thinking about the other person. Yes. Amen. So it's not just what you desire, because that's a lot of, you ever hear that expression? It's either my way or the highway. <laughs> we don't want anything to do with ourselves. We want to brag. We don't want to boast. That's vaunted. Not itself. If you if the love of God constrains you, guess what's going to happen? You're not going to. You're going to allow yourself to step out of the way. That's a that's a that's really an issue with with couples and relationships. Sometimes we have to eat humble pie. A lot of times I've had to eat humble pie. So has my wife. You're going to find that out, all of you couples. There's a lot of times you're going to have to eat humble pie. Don't, don't step into the, the situation with this attitude that you're right. Because you probably aren't. If you think you're right, you're probably not right. Amen. And we always want to hold on to that. Here's the thing. Great peace have they that love my law. Nothing shall offend them. So if it's really, if you're concerned about right, guess what? Are, are you going to be argumentative or, or, you know, are you going to be confrontational? Because if, if, if you really are walking right with God, guess what? It, it's not going to be the point where you're just trying to push yourself and your will. But you're going to allow yourself to step back and the peace of God is going to. Yes. Am I making sense? Amen. Okay, I have got a lot to go to, and I got little time. 
So uh, he says, bondeth not itself is not puffed up. We're not going to be inflated. We're not going to be haughty. We're not going to be proud. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Every time we get to a certain place and the, the Holy Ghost comes and says, bring this to their attention. I said, okay. But here's the thing. And, and we're like that. But to be able to suppress everything when we allow ourselves our flesh to inflate itself and rise up to be able to suppress that spirit and say you know just back off for a moment you know why it is we have that problem it's because we don't suppress that spirit and you might walk away from each other and you might not argue for days, but here it comes another time when all of a sudden you think everything's okay and all of a sudden, boom! It's still there. That's where we got to be careful. And I know this, we're not perfect. Okay, I know we're not all perfect. But thank God the Bible says that. Amen. That because we're not perfect, God's love will help us to work out all the imperfections. Right. So that's why it's important for us to let the love of God abound. Okay? Let's go on. So it, it says this. Uh, it is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly. It's not indecent. It's not out of order. That's what the love of God will do for us. We're not going to be indecent. We're not going to be out of order. It's not going to assert. We're not going to assert ourselves in a way where. Amen. You know what I'm talking about? Amen. So we're not going to be be unseemly. That word seemly means this. Unseemly is be out of order. We're not going to be out of order. Seeketh not her own. Seeketh not her own. And here's the thing. Doesn't worship oneself. Amen. Not easily provoked. Doesn't stir up. Doesn't exasperate. That's what that means. Thinketh no evil. This love never thinks evil. Never meditates on evil. Never reckons evil. Never reasons of evil. Doesn't think any evil. That's why, you know, sometimes we thoughts that come and we always seem to always want to. Amen. Follow every negative thought that comes along. You know, that's not love. You're not going to be accusing your wife or your husband. You're not going to do all that kind of stuff. Amen. Amen. You're not going to think the worst. Amen. That's why I always, in my mind, I think, my Lord, you're married to her. You're married to him. Why would you think that? 
She's yours. He's yours. Yes. Why would you think that? Uh -huh. <laughs> Amen. So, that's why it's important for us to understand what true love is. It says, rejoiceth not in iniquity. Rejoices not in iniquity. So that means we're not going to be, amen, happy. We're not going to be seeking sin. We're not going to be happy. We're not going to be glad about sin. Amen. When we fall into it, when we allow ourselves to come under the powers, and we're not going to rejoice in sin. We're not going to rejoice in iniquity. I'm not looking to sin. How many of you are looking to sin? I'm not looking for it. It's not in my heart. No. All I want to do is please God. Yeah. Right. All I want to do is, amen, walk in His Spirit. Amen. I want His righteousness in my life. Yes. Sin is out of the question. The only time it's in my vocabulary is when I want to condemn it. Or as the Bible says, for us to eschew evil, be turned off at everything. Well, Okay. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's go on. Let's go on. I got. I got to hurry. So, so it, it rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things. Bears all things. When we talk about rejoices in, in the truth, it means to sympathize with the truth to be in gladness beareth all things means to cover with silence endure patiently Whew. kind of wonder why some of us are always in a hurry what you in a hurry for Always in a hurry to go no place anyway. So he says, Rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, and hopeth all things. So when we believe all things means to commit, to entrust, to have faith. When we hope of all things, to expect or confide, to confide, endureth all things, to have fortitude, persevere, to remain, man, not being moved, charity never fails, never drops away, never loses. Of course, he's talking the greatest is charity has more in quality and quantity. So think about that. Think about that. That's what true love is all about. Think about that. Why is that important for us? Because if the love of God abounds in us, we're going to be able. Hallelujah. True love will never take you, I mean, if you have true love, nothing will ever take you away from that true love. 
Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 2, it says, Walk in love as Christ also had loved us and had given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God as a sweet-smelling savor. So you think about that. So, John says this in 1 John 4, 16. It says, And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. That's the thing about it. That love will keep us yes. in God. And we'll dwell in Him. And He will dwell in us. Yes. We will always be in that place. I'm, I'm kind of, in, in a sense, be careful. I'm just saying this. Be careful because sometimes the devil would like to withdraw you from that love and cause you to go the opposite direction. Yeah. Be careful. That's not true love. Yeah. In your relationships, that's one thing that I've always firmly believed in, of course, it's the responsibility of the parents to teach their children about it, but here's the thing. Uh, if you really would understand what it is about love and how love can be so beneficial for you if you just allow yourself to be humble before God and obedient to His will and His word, you're going to save yourself a lot of heartache and a lot of pain. Right. One thing that kind of, uh, I, you know, I, I can pretty much understand to a certain extent but when you think about relationships and young people right now it just seems like at this time of life for young people when you're teenagers we've all been there before don't we yeah. we know what that's like all your you know your 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 body's wanting to go do this and do that yep. we're overwhelmed with uh, with everything that's going on in our bodies and so right away we still we want to go try to meet that need that we have. Yeah. But we do it, in a sense, blindly. Yeah. <laughs> We're thinking with our bodies and not with our heart. Yes. And so we get ourselves in, in a lot of trouble when we do that. And we find out, guess what? I believe this with all my heart. God intended us to have at least one true love in our life. Yeah. Of course, Him, yeah. but us, you know, a, 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 a companion, a partner. At least one. That was his intent. At least one. You know, I've been only married once. Right. Praise God. Thank God for that. <laughs> but the only reason why I believe that God has been able to direct me and my wife in that is because we've allowed him, we have believed, we have obeyed, we have submitted ourselves to his love and to his word. Amen. 
So his intent, as far as us having that one true love, I believe this, you can find true love. Yeah. <laughs> now pay attention. Pay attention. Everybody looking? Everybody pay attention now. You can find true love. Right away, you're thinking of a person. <laughs> when, I, when I talk about true love, if you can find true love and you find it in God, if you find true love and you find it in God, you're going to be able to find that person. That's right. Amen. 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 That's true. Because then you'll have an understanding of what, what true love is all about. Right. Okay? So, if we have known and believed the love that God hath to us, God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. So things will be okay, and we will be able to find that love. Mm -hmm. Amen. I don't know about you, but I like being happy. Amen. <laughs> I like being happy. Yep. Nothing wrong with being happy. Yes. I want to be happy. Yes. But I can't find it outside of what God has prescribed for my life. Right. And, and I'm going to tell you this. You're, you're going to find out yourself. If you choose to go the other way, you're going to find out yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But there's still hope. Amen. So we need to understand that. We need to understand that when uh, when we talk about love and and praise God. So love is essential to the success of any relationship. Amen. I say that because we're his body. Uh -huh. <laughs> and the love of God ought to abound in us. And if it abounds in us, guess what? We're going to love one another. Yes. Can you imagine this? That's why I say it. it's selfless. He says to love thy neighbor as thyself. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> In other words, you're going to love your neighbor just as much as you love yourself. Amen. It's kind of something. Talk about breaking down all the barriers of prejudice and <laughs> yep. whatever we have. About oh, can I? Can I go? Help that person? Yep. Amen. I scared a gentleman away about a week ago. I was walking in the I was walking in the Walmart. There's this person standing there and I was walking in. He said, Sir, can you help me with a few dollars for groceries? And I, at first, I thought he was talking, because there's another guy there. I thought he was talking to him, but he was talking to me. So I looked over, and he was looking at me. I said, oh, me? He said, yeah. I said, you need help? He said, yes, I do. So I walked up to him, and man, woo! I said, oh, okay. So I said, you know what? I would be glad to help you. I said, but I don't want to give you the money for the groceries. What if I get the groceries for you? Yeah. And he was like, Oh, well, nah, 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 nah. Walk away. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. All right. 
But you know, I wouldn't hesitate to help somebody that's truly in need. Yes. I, I remember, here's, 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 here's something. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to tell who it is. Okay. On a trip down south a few years ago, we're coming out of Atlanta, Georgia, and we needed to use the bathroom. And so we pulled into this, we got off on the exit, and of course there was a 7-Eleven there. And I said, we'll go we'll use the bathroom there, and we're traveling with uh, Julia, her, her, her kids. We all need to go. So I told my wife, I said, I'm going to put in a little bit of gas here. And she said, okay. So I put I pulled up the gas pump, and I started pumping in. And there was a, a, a vehicle that pulled up, and it just like, you could tell it ran out of gas. And uh, I was thinking, oh, wow, they barely made it in. So anyway, the person gets out, and it's a, it's a lady. It's a, it's a colored lady, and probably in her 40s, but she had, there was some kids in the car. And there she was, she was fiddling around, she was, and then she started to kind of like, you could tell she was upset, frustrated, oh man. Then one of the little kids, what you gonna do, mama? So I knew something was wrong, but I wasn't really, and then so she, there she was, she was standing there, and, and she was kind of looking in her front seat, and she was looking in the car, and she looked at the gas station, then she looked over at me, and I just, you know, was, was watching her, and then she, it, it, it looked like she was going to, you know, close up her car. Pretty soon she just walked over to me and she said, Sir, sir, I just ran out of gas. And she said, I thought I had my purse with me and I don't have it. And I'm wondering, sir, if you could please help me with some gas. I only have about 15 miles to go. And I witnessed her running out of gas. <laughs> I said, well, Lord, I'm going to help this lady out. So I said, I could help you. I'll put in some gas for you. So I gave her some gas money. She said, thank you very much, sir. Give me your name and your number and your name and your address, and I'll, I'll pay you back. I said, no, no, no. It's yours. Yep. And so she put in gas, and we left. Got to where we were going, and I was telling somebody about what I did, you know, I thought, oh, I did a good deed. Praise God. I'm glad I helped somebody. somebody said, Brother Marshall, how could you? I said, what? I said, somebody was in need. You don't even know that person, and you just gave them that much money? I was kind of like, I thought we were supposed to love our neighbors. Kind of blew me away. I thought, mm -hmm. you know, I don't mind helping people. I know I'm not a rich man, but amen. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. You know? But you think about that. So love is essential to the success of any relationship. It's a force that holds people together. Mm -hmm. I'm saying this. Our families. Don't let the enemy destroy what is happening in not just your relationships as husband and wife, but your families. That's right. Your homes, your households. 
because we sometimes that takes place and that happens. Don't be eager to get out of God's will and God's love. Don't be drawn away with something that obviously shouldn't be there as far as amen, what you're feeling with and what you're dealing with. Be careful. And love is the only thing that's going to help us to be able to amen, relate to one another, our relationships. Because if we don't have that love, guess what? We're going to be like a sounding brass. Yeah, a tinkling symbol. Amen. Amen. And here's 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 one simple thing about love. Jesus said this in John fourteen fifteen. He said, "If ye love me, keep my commandments." John said in the book of First John, he said, "And his commandments aren't grievous." They're not grievous. John 5, 3. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. They're not burdensome. They're not weighty. They're not something that... You know, if we just let the love of God abound in us. Amen. i tell you what. If we love him. If we truly love him like we should. We're not going to have any problems. And if we do we're going to be able to overcome. Yeah. We're going to be able to. I'm going to stop there. I praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God that we can come to church worship Him. everything that we're doing. <coughs> Amen. Well, see everybody at 2 o'clock. God bless you. Greet one another in Jesus' name. Amen.